Welcome to the Beyond Sugar Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Dame, holistic nutrition coach and speaker. Together, we'll be diving into much more than just another conversation around sugar addiction and nutrition. But more importantly, I'll be guiding you through the inner work and spiritual healing that lies at the root of your unhealthy habits with food. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode here on the Beyond Sugar Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Dame, sugar freedom coach and speaker. And we've got another really awesome episode for you today. I'm really, really excited to have this conversation, this conversation around play and fun and tapping into our inner child and our authentic self. This is a conversation that I have very, very deeply in all of my programs with all of my clients because this work This inner healing and our inner work that we're doing to ultimately repattern the way we use food, right, or our addictive tendencies towards sugar really stem from this place of joy and fun and tapping into these parts of ourselves is actually extremely healing. So this conversation is something that is so near and dear to my heart and so a part of my current practice. And by practice, I mean something that I am currently working on. This is like my next evolution in connecting with my authentic self and understanding who I am and healing and connecting with my inner child all comes through play. And it's been such an interesting unraveling for me over the last few years of even knowing this as a focus, right? A focus and an intention in my, in my year. This is actually even on my, on my vision board, uh, that, you know, piece around connecting with play and with my inner child and allowing that to come out more. So this is a really, really, really important topic, much more than just about being silly and playing, but how this actually deep underneath is connecting And how, when we aren't connected to these parts of ourselves, how we're using, and I've seen this with all of my clients, all the women that I've worked with, I've seen this disconnection from that part of ourselves and that that human need that is then being filled with addictive substances like sugar or overeating or binging on snacks late at night, right? Anybody who's a late night snacker, right? There's an emotional disconnection piece there that we need to look at. So... Before we dive in more into this topic, you can tell like I'm really excited to get going and to really share some powerful resources with all of you, to share some powerful reminders and some really exciting ideas uh, to get you into these parts of you more. Before we do, I'm I'm reminded about this and this is kind of what I wanted to share as our weekly insight and it really does t- tie in to today's episode, but I was talking with a friend the other day and I remembered this quote that I heard and I don't remember who who wrote this, who, who originally said this, it's not mine, but it so sums things up and it goes like this, don't grow up, it's a trap. And I love that reminder that is like a mantra that I often come back to because not that growing up is a bad thing, but adulting and being serious all the time and having all these very stressful responsibilities is absolutely ruining our health, right? We are in this state of constant stress and nervous system activation, and we've completely forgotten who we are. I'm saying this on a global scale. 
because we don't allow for play, right? We, we've put ourselves on this, I must be an adult and be responsible and do all the right things and be serious all the time. So that's what that reminds me of. And that's what I want to remind you all of. And like I said, this is pretty much what we're talking about today on the episode. But just, I, I wanted to share that. I really love that. Don't grow up. It's a trap. Okay, and and allow yourself to stay connected with these these silly child joyful parts of yourself. And I was really reminded about this actually at the time of recording this episode right now. Yesterday we had some of our best friends uh, over, and they have a a five year old girl who is just so incredible at reminding me to play and be silly. Um, She got her face painted at the farmer's market. And when we got home, she wanted to paint my face. So um, I posted this on Instagram. If you follow me, you might've seen this a couple weeks ago that she painted my whole face with like these glitter. uh, Luckily it was washable, non-toxic, like glitter pen things, um, eyeshadow pens that I have. And it was pretty hilarious (laughs) Um, just seeing what she drew on my face and really allowing that to be a practice for me of like letting go and not needing to care what I look like. I mean, we were at home, I wasn't in public. And we played dress up. We had all these, I've got a bunch of festival clothes and different costumes and wigs and stuff. So we were putting those on. We had a dance party and there was all the adults all dressed up funny and she was dressing us. And it was just such a reminder for me how children can bring out, like they naturally bring out that that drive, right? And help you put down your barrier around, or they help me put down my barrier around like looking like an adult. You know, even when we were at the farmer's market, she's out there dancing. She's the only one dancing to this live musician that was there at the farmer's market. And, and it just got us all out there as well. Okay, well, we got to go dance with her. So it's, it's so easy to catch ourselves in those moments of like needing to, like not wanting to look silly or feel embarrassed or like all of this stuff I still struggle with. And it's so, it's just, it's so fascinating, the complex that we have and the social conditioning that's been put on us to be a certain way and to act grown up, right? And to act adult. And kids have such a beautiful way of like shifting us out of that. So moral of that story is spend more time with kids. <laughs> and again, before we dive even deeper into this, I want to remind everyone that a big part of this practice of play and joy, if any of this connects with you, is one of the main pillars that we really go deep into in the upcoming Break Free from Sugar 10-week group program that I host. I'm hosting this again in the fall. I haven't hosted it for almost a whole year. And this is my signature program that is a, a compilation of really not only everything I've learned uh, in working with women over the last five, six years and helping them really build a sustainable, lasting, healthy relationship with sugar, but it's also everything I do with my private clients over six months in just 10 weeks. And it's really beautiful when we can come together in community and do not only the inner work, but also learning how to meal plan, learning how to cook differently, actually doing, going through the detox of sugar together. And all the other pieces that we weave into this program, it is such an honor and a joy to be hosting this. Again, this is my favorite, favorite thing to do. And I know it's taken me a while to get organized. There's a lot of planning behind the scenes. I'm actually recreating the course from scratch because there's so many improvements and different topics that I want to bring in this year. So it's going to be like a whole new and improved version of this amazing program. So if you want to be the first to know when this opens and you actually are ready and willing to do this inner inner work and this inner healing and understand and uncover the root causes so that you can repattern these old wires, these old beliefs, these old identities 
to help you show up as the new healthier version of you. That obviously includes this incredible sense of control and freedom when it comes to sugar and food and whatever that looks like to you. So if you want to be in that, definitely come and get your name on the wait list. I'm going to post the link below this episode so you can come on over, put your name on the wait list. You're going to get some special goodies as you wait. And you're going to be the first to know and the first to have a chance to register and get some extra juicy bonuses as well when the program launches. So I always, I always love rewarding those who have put their name on the wait list. So if you're curious at all, of what I'm talking about and what this is like, uh, get your name on the list anyway, and and then you'll be in the loop and you'll make sure not to miss anything when I launch that um, in the fall. Coming up, coming up soon, coming up soon. Okay, so continuing this conversation, right, around play and fun and joy. You know, often, this actually really dawned on me a couple weeks ago, often we, we as a society can think that doing this inner healing and this this really deep emotional work and trauma healing and you know all of the repatterning that we're doing we have this belief this collective belief that it's always going to be tough it's going to be hard and difficult and challenging and serious and there's going to be a lot of tears and although that is a part of it that's not the whole part of it it's actually not true that the whole journey of our, our our spiritual and inner healing is always serious and difficult. Actually, if you look to any you know spiritual guide or uh, mentors in in this personal growth space, you'll see that a lot of them really talk about joy and play and fun as a way to actually access healing and actually access these different states, obviously in your nervous system, in your mind, different energy you can tap into when we actually bring in that play and that fun. So a huge part of this growth and our and our really deep repatterning and reconnecting with ourselves is actually through play because it's through play that we can connect deeper with our authentic truth. That's that's really what we're doing here, connecting with our authentic truth and connecting with our inner child and giving that inner child what she probably didn't get, right? We've all got something that we didn't get, which is a trauma. You know, there's some sort of emotional disconnection or some sort of lack of love or some sort of something, safety, right? Connection. So when we play, we can actually go in and build a relationship with her with that inner child that still very much lives in you and runs the show. She's the one that's trying to like the survival part of you. That's like, okay, this is what we need to do to, to survive and to thrive and to be a part of society. So when we play, when we invite in that energy of silliness and playfulness, right? It also is such a powerful tool in helping you understand who you are. I don't know about you, but I do know that every single client that I've worked with over the last six years, every single woman I've met in this work and on this journey is at some level very uncertain of who she really is. There is this huge identity crisis that we are all dealing with because of many factors, but the social conditioning that ha- starts when we're children, right? We, we, Right from the moment we are in school and you're taught that you have to sit still, be quiet, raise your hand to ask to go to the bathroom, we're taught to behave a certain way. And when we do that, what actually happens, and and there's a lot of people like Gabor Mate, as as most of you might know, I'm a huge fan of his, 
um, that really start talking about actual trauma for most of us being taken out of our authentic self as a child, right? So as a child, maybe you were, you know, joyful and playful. Maybe you were shy as well, right? And there was some sort of messaging given to you like, oh, stop being so silly or be quiet or stop doing so many cartwheels or calm down. Maybe your parents were just exhausted because you're running around dancing and bouncing off the walls and you were driving your parents crazy. So they told you to calm down, sit still, you know, learn to, learn to, be someone else. This is what we learn, right? When we're no when it's no longer safe to be our authentic self. And it's the same if you were a quiet child, right? There's 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 this messaging around that maybe, oh, speak up more for yourself or stop being so shy or like put yourself out there more. Go play with friends, right? There's this pushing to to meet the societal standards of what it means to be a child and what it means to grow into an, a well-adjusted adult. There's so much tied into this and so much of the patriarchy and this toxic social conditioning that has ultimately taken us out of really knowing who we are. Right? We've, we've learned to survive through becoming a different version of ourselves that fit into society. Right? We were the, the round, you know, round peg that tried to morph into a square hole. Right? <laughs> you know, so we, we have adapted ourselves to fit in to be safe, right? For our parents to love us. So we learn to behave a certain way for the school, our teachers to like us. We learn to behave a certain way to get a good job and get into university. We learn to be a certain way. And a lot of what I teach and exactly what we're doing in the upcoming Break Free from Sugar program is this identity piece. We need to start unraveling who we are, what we need, what lights us up, who are we authentically, what is our authentic voice and start connecting with these parts of us. If we don't, we will forever feel that disconnection from within. It's something that's very hard to put into words. And a lot of you listening to this might not quite know if that's what's going on to you because you haven't connected to these parts of yourself. And that's okay. But when we don't ever really know who we are, we don't ever really tap back into our authentic self that we were. We look back when we were children, like how were we and how were we kind of shaped out of being that way? This creates a huge disconnect and a huge, uh, you know, um, ungrounded sensations and energy in the body. And what we do when we're feeling unsure or disconnected is we will reach for things like sugar that fill that void. And a lot of my clients connect with and, and come and tell me, right, there's, there's like this emptiness in my chest or there's this void in, in my stomach. I mean, we, we all feel it different in our bodies. So if that's showing up for you, this might be what's going on is there's this big disconnection from who you really are. And most humans have no idea who they really are. I am still uncovering who I really am. I've made huge leaps and bounds in my personal growth and my, my deep healing and work that I've done over the last six years. But I know that I'm still unfolding. I, I know there's still walls, there's still conditioning, there's still patterns there for me that I'm continuing to break down. And one of the best tools to do that is through play and through really allowing yourself to let go of the conditioning, to let go of what you should be doing or what you should look like and allowing yourself to actually just be in your body and be free and express yourself freely. So we've been taught, as I mentioned, right? We've been taught to stop playing, 
to stop having fun, right? This is what fun looks like. Adult fun looks like civilized game nights and dinner out with friends, right? But no, heaven forbid you go, you know, paint your face or cartwheels on the lawn or go to the playground with your friends, right? Or start roller skating again, right? I don't know, right? But heaven forbid, you know, you're at the uh, um, bouncing at the bouncy castle at the kid's birthday party, right? You know, all these things that like, oh, adults don't do that. So be cur- get curious. And I want to, I want all of you listening to start getting curious about where this is showing up for you. Where is this messaging for you come around stopping being your authentic self and really stifling this innate drive and desire to play? And where are you then using sugar to feel this false sense of joy and freedom and ecstasy and aliveness, right? Like we, as human beings, we're built to feel alive. And this is what so many of us have gotten so disconnected that we feel flat. We feel dead. We don't feel anything at all. And a lot of my clients come to me and start working with me because they don't feel. They've been disconnected from these parts of themselves because of life's circumstances because of trauma, because of this conditioning, because of all sorts of reasons. So we need to start reconnecting in inward with ourselves in this way and understanding how to nourish and get these basic human needs for our, for being authentic, being in joy, being connected, feeling loved, like all of these pieces that we can get from within, we can get from other factors as well that don't have to do anything with food. So we need this. We need to bring back and we need to start a revolution, like adults playing again. <laughs> I I want to do this. So why do we need this, right? I mean, I, I've mentioned many of this already, but when we think about Think about the last time you played. Maybe you were playing with your niece or nephew or um, you're playing laser tag with your friends or something fun, something that really brought out that childlike joy in you. Think about how that felt. Or if you can't even remember the last time you did that, think about how it felt as a child, right? When you were doing cartwheels in the lawn or running around, you know, throwing water balloons at your friends, right? What did that feel like? What happens when we tap into play, we tap in, essentially we're tapping into our inner child. It brings lightness into our lives. It's so many of us, and look at the last couple of years, right? We have been in the heavy. We have been in the mud, in the trenches, really struggling with a lot of mental health issues, a lot of health issues in all areas because life has been heavy. But when we play, we get to remember that there's also lightness, right? This is the law of duality, right? The universal law of duality where there's darkness, there's also lightness. So having practices of play and allowing yourself to be in that state actually helps pattern that in your body and actually helps you experience more joy, more happiness, more calm. When you allow more of this into your life, you will start cultivating more of these emotional states throughout your day. Right? It's just like the powers of meditating, right? We know how great meditating or exercise, going out for a walk or a run, we know how powerful these are for our mental health and our ability to feel calm and, and feel um, more stable throughout the day. It's the same with play. We have to bring in like our innate need for joy. You're also going to have lower stress, 
lower anxiety, lower depression rates, right? When we actually start harnessing these parts of us, it shifts the way our brain thinks and feels and our nervous system. We're going to start noticing, you'll start noticing, right? The more you play, say on a daily basis, maybe you do like a 30-day play challenge. I would love that. I actually hosted a 30-day joy challenge last year in uh, my monthly Sugar Freedom Collective community. And that was so much fun because we got to focus on joy outside of food for 30 days. And it was really eye-opening, you know, when we actually commit to practicing things like this. So maybe it's a play challenge, right? Like 30 days of play and you do one thing every day that helps you tap into your inner child and playfulness, right? And it can be by yourself. It can be with someone else. doesn't matter. But you're going to notice, you know, one of the benefits of this is the more you play, the more you tap into this natural source of joy, the less drive you're going to have for food and sugar being that source of joy, being that dopamine hit. Right? Once you start learning other ways of filling that cup up for yourself every day, you're going to notice you don't quote unquote like need sugar in the way that you used to. And as I've mentioned before as well, you know, a big part of this and a reason why we need to do this is building this deeper connection with yourself and who you truly are. And in this, I've discovered even myself in in really focusing on play and this childlike essence and energy in my life over the last two years, I've really started noticing and opening up more to the fact that I'm really silly. I am so silly. And I know, you know, here on the podcast, maybe you get some of it or you can feel my energy a little bit, but it's something that I'm still practicing, like putting out there in the world as well. And uh, for those who don't know, I've just recently gotten on TikTok as well. And that's been such a fun place for me to practice being silly in a, and, and sharing it publicly, right? Like externalizing my silliness because I am super silly. I love making jokes. I'm really quick witted. Um, and I love making people laugh and I love just being goofy, just being a goof. And that practice is still really weird and sometimes uncomfortable for me, especially in public. You know, if I want to do some, like the other day when I was dancing with my, with my goddaughter at the farmer's market, I was like, okay, this is a little bit silly, but this is good. I was very aware of this practice in like allowing that part of me to come out and play more. And when I do honor that and the days that I bring that in, you know, whether it's chasing my cat around the house, which total side note, I do, I do this. And this is a huge, actually like big healing practice for me in, in allowing play. Um, yes, my cat knows how to play chase. It is really hilarious and it always makes me laugh till I cry. So I try to do it as much as I can. When he's in the right mood, I'll chase him to the living room. And then I run back to my office and he chases me down the hall and it's just hilarious. It's hilarious. He loves it. He loves it. It's like cat and mouse, right? We play it. And I, I really try to allow that to come out when I notice he's in that frisky mood. I'm like, okay, that's my reminder to play. Even if I'm in the middle of work, even if I'm in the middle of something important, I notice that and I really do make a conscious effort to, okay, I'm going to take five minutes and play. Because I know how important it is, these moments and these opportunities, you know, this is why he's in my life, this playful little guy, to remind me to do that, right? Ben and I try to play as well around the house throughout the day. And how can we bring that in 
to our daily lives and bring that lightness and bring that silliness. So this is something that I'm very personally working on is really like allowing my super silly Danny, super silliness to come out and to shine and to play um, and, and finding ways to do that that pushes me outside of my comfort zone a little bit has been really, really rewarding. And just know for any of you connecting with this or like curious about this at all, just know that, yeah, sometimes tapping into play and your inner child and your inner silliness is going to feel awkward. It's going to feel uncomfortable. And that's absolutely okay. We're breaking down some major social conditioning, some major beliefs and neural pathways and challenges that are there blocking your ability to do that. So I want you to start practicing, and I'm going to share some ideas with you right now, some things that I've done for play, some things that I invite all of you to do for play. At any age, by the way, please, I want to never stop playing. I want to be 90 years old doing crazy, silly dance parties and maybe not cartwheels, but yeah, you know what? Yeah. Why can't I do a cartwheel when I'm 90, right? That's my goal. Cartwheels at 90. (laughs) But really, you know, remembering that this is a journey in learning to break down these, these barriers that we have to, to connecting with our authentic self. So start slow. And when you notice, you know, as you start maybe inviting in more play, um, or more, more silliness into your life, pay attention to the resistance. This is going to be your best gift and awareness around what's showing up for you in your body, what thoughts are showing up in your mind, What is the resistance to dancing silly at the farmer's market when no one else is dancing or playing on the playground by yourself as an adult when everybody's looking at you weird? What what does it bring up, right? For most of us, there's some sort of deep-rooted fear of being judged, being kicked out of society because we're weird, right? We don't want to be labeled as strange because those people don't get treated equally. We might be treated differently, You know, there's a lot of fears that come up around really going against the status quo, right? And learning to not be the stuffy, formal adult all the time. And it can be a bit uncomfortable, as I said. So just pay attention to it. You don't have to push yourself too far, but maybe you you spend like 15 seconds swinging on the swings or you go down the slide at the playground on your way home from work or, you know, it doesn't have to be like hours of play every day, but it can be just those, those moments throughout the day that you can tap into that and pay attention to the uncomfortable feelings that might come up and start questioning them. Be your own coach, right? Uh, we go through this, like I said, in in depth and really holding each other accountable as we practice this in the Break Free from Sugar program that's coming up in the fall. But as you start now, maybe practicing for yourself now, just pay attention to that, that resistance, that voice. You know, what stories are coming up? Oh, I'm so silly. Or, oh, this is so stupid. You know, what are you trying to, to tell yourself when you're in those situations of play? So, How do we bring in more play? How do we start to do that? And I I love this. I would love to hear from you because I get so many great ideas from my clients around around how to bring in play. There's no one way. There's so many different ways and ideas and techniques, um, and not even techniques. These are just play practices, right? And I love always learning. So please send me a message. Let me know, like, what are your favorite ways to play? I want to start compiling, like, a bigger list that I can share with people and also use in my own life. (laughs) So send that to me.
Okay, so here's a couple that I've used and continue to use, and I encourage you to also use. So number one, funny videos. I know that it's great to not be on social media, and obviously there's a balance and there's some boundaries we need to have to not get lost on TikTok. I've, I've, I've been there, but sometimes maybe we set ourselves like a five minute timer in the morning and we watch funny videos. And for me, that's definitely animal videos, usually cat videos. Cause I'm a cat lover. So I love seeing some hilarious cat videos. Like animals do the craziest things. And it always makes me laugh. Things like listening to comedians as well. Like some things that can actually like help you laugh, right. And get into the silliness. Crafting is another great idea. Um, maybe it's drawing or painting with your fingers or, you know, maybe learning to sew or knit something like these pieces that can help tap us into like our playful child self. So maybe get your hot glue gun out, right? Get your finger paints out, like the things that you used to craft with as a child. Maybe you've got like, you know, pipe cleaners and popsicle sticks and you build a birdhouse or something that, you know, as your child self would make. You know, not not knitting a sweater like your grandma would make, but like childlike crafting, okay? So very important that distinction there just to help you really tap in at a deeper level. Trying something new. For me, this is, this always brings out like just so much connection with myself and play. Learning a new skill. Maybe you take pottery class or you start learning to woodwork or, you know, some sort of craft or dance, right? Maybe you take dance lessons or... These learning something new is, especially when it comes to more feminine activities of crafting and dance and movement, and um, you can be really, really connected to yourself. Silly dance parties are one of my favorites because they're quick and easy and you can do them very simply throughout your day. You know, a five o'clock silly dance party. And we actually start all of our group calls with a bit of a dance party um, in my group, in my programs and and in my monthly community that I host. And we, we really use that as a practice to tap in with ourselves, with our bodies, to get silly, to, to shake out any tension that we might have in the body. Actually, movement is such a somatic, beautiful practice in many ways. So it can help us Obviously, when we get silly with it and we allow ourselves just to get extra flaily or childlike in our movements or put on an extra silly song, it can help us tap in, obviously, to these playful sides of us. I have a good uh, close girlfriend of mine who's um, started hula hooping. I was like, that's a great idea. What a great idea to tap into your child self. Uh, I've done it once or twice with her and boy, do I have a lot of practice I need to do. (laughs) I've completely forgotten how to hula hoop. But things like that, right? Like the things you used to play with, maybe it's a skipping rope, right? Um, as an adult, a skipping rope has become so much about exercise and fitness and getting your heart rate up. But what if you skipped like you used to when you were a kid and you like, skip around the yard or down the road and do your like crossovers? I remember doing that when I was a kid and I used to love jumping rope. So maybe there's something in that. Another great tool that I love using is actually going to music festivals. A lot of you don't know this about me because it's actually a new part of me that I'm tapping into right before the pandemic hit. I went to my first music festival and actually at the time that this episode is going to air, I will just be coming back from my third official music festival, hopefully coming back alive. (laughs) 
um, definitely coming back alive. But these experiences, you know, whatever type of music you're attracted to or whatever, you know, I find that a lot of these music festivals really are a safe space to open up to your authentic self and to be silly and to let it all out and to not be judged. There's a lot of interesting people at these festivals and it's such a chance to also tap into your interesting side. So things like things like that, right? In community events or festivals or some spaces where people are there to really just let go right? And let go of the ego, let go of what they should look like or how they should dress. And they're fully allowing themselves to be self-expressed. So I'm going into this, this festival. I mean, by the time this airs, I will have already done this. So I'll share my reflections later with all of you, but I'm really looking forward to, um, allowing that to be an experience for me to even practice learning who my authentic self is at a deeper level. Like what, what does resonate with me, right? Like what kind of outfits do I want to wear and what, what personas do I want to take on that really make me feel alive and connected to me? So these like music festivals are a really safe space to do that and a really beautiful place, obviously to move your body and to connect with other really heart centered, loving human beings and, and practice a lot of this playful stuff. So I'm sure there'll be hula hoops and fire throwing and who knows what else there that I'm excited to, to tackle into a couple other amazing ways to bring in play. I've already mentioned this a few times, go to the playground, go play on the playground. This is something I've done a handful of times. I would love to do it more. And maybe as I'm saying this to all of you as my reminder to do that for myself, go in the swings, slide down the slide, you know, go play on the monkey bars, uh, I remember a couple months ago when I went and did a tour of my old whole hometown, I went back to my elementary school and it was really neat. They still had a merry-go-round and um, it was both terrifying and really fun to be swirling around on that. I did feel sick after. <laughs> I don't know how kids do it. <laughs> um, painting, right? Anything with your hands, okay? Eating with your hands, painting with your hands, getting your hands dirty, being barefoot in the earth. These sorts of things are really connected, connecting to our inner child. Another one that we actually love to do, I haven't done this in a while, but uh, we love to do this in our home when there's no children around, is building a fort. We build a fort in the living room with sheets and blankets and you make like a bed inside and you can watch movies and hang twinkle lights and just like you would as you were a child. We do this. I do this as an adult and it's so much fun. It is such a cozy little like little haven for inner child Danny. And um, I want to be doing that more as well. It's it's so great to get you out of this adult mind, for me anyway, of getting me out of like, oh, the house needs to be tidy and clean and everything needs to be folded and put away instead of really embracing and allowing the living room to become a bomb, right? To become a complete mess of sheets and blankets and letting that be okay. I mean, all of this is, is really deep practice and letting go and, and, uh, and embracing these parts of ourselves. So any other games, right? B playing hopscotch, any other games you used to play as a kid? Maybe you also go to the petting zoo. This is something that I love. Like when I'm at a zoo with goats, there's something about the goats that just really make me want to play. <laughs> play and be silly. So at a petting zoo or actually my sister-in-law had goats as well. And I would go over there and just like sit in the pen with them and they'd climb all over me and just be hilarious. So play with animals, 
right? Play with animals. Maybe it's horses, maybe it's a petting zoo, whatever way, maybe it's chasing your cat around the house like I do, whatever way that feels authentic, but bringing in some of that animal play time as well, which is really, really cathartic and and hilarious and silly. Animals don't judge. They just want to play with you. (laughs) They just always want to play. Get your face painted, paint your body. You know, again, bringing in the art and the creativeness, hanging out with other children. I think this is, for me, this is one of the best tools is actually just hanging out with other kids because they know what to do. They know how to play. That's their life. They literally know how to play before they've been socially conditioned. So kids like under the age of five are going to be the best for this. Under the age of seven, five-ish, they're going to be the best because they're still in their essence, hopefully. And they're still tapped into play and exploration and curiosity, you know, playing, um, playing like role model games, right? Or I'm, I'm totally drawing on the word for this because I haven't done it in a while, right? Make believe. That's it. Playing make believe, right? Where, oh, you're the pirate and I'm the, uh, you know, I'm the damsel in distress or whatever, right? Whatever you want to play. But kids kind of bring that out in you and can help you really tap into that, that stuff. Another one that's great as well is playing tag. This is actually something Ben and I try to do. We do this sometimes around the house, just literally five minutes of like, you're it. And then I run down the hall and, and he tackles me and we have a good laugh. Or when we're out in the street, sometimes we'll play tag as well. This has been something that's come up for both of us in a big way in our ceremonies, medicine ceremonies that we've done in tapping into our child. We've both had these experiences of inviting in more tag and more like chase and playfulness in that way. So if that resonates with you as well, you know, practice that, like invite that in right? Invite tickle, tickle parties in and, um, you know, whatever kind of silliness that you can allow in your day to day and allow that to be a practice of letting go of this adulting, shedding some of this societal conditioning and ultimately helping you remember who you truly are, helping you really tap deeply into your truth, into your authenticity, into really this light and joy that you are. So there you have it. There's a couple of really great ideas. Obviously there's so many more. I'd love to hear your ideas. Come send me a message. I want to know what are your favorite ways to play? What are your favorite ways to invite in playfulness into your day and go out and do it, right? Make a commitment to yourself right now, whether you're driving or you're just listening to this or watching this on YouTube, like make a commitment to yourself right now to invite in more play. Just try it for a week. Seven day play challenge. Try it for a week. Every day, invite in something. Maybe it's on the playground, going on the swings. Maybe you're having a silly dance party. Maybe you're playing playing chase with your cat one day. Whatever it is, like allow yourself to explore these different playful techniques and see how they feel. Really pay attention to that resistance, the stories that come up, the shooting all over yourself, the silliness that you feel and lean into that. That's all very normal. That's all very much expected with the the layers that we have on. And the more you practice this and the more you become aware of the thoughts and stories showing up for you, the, the easier this will become. The easier this will become for you to actually be you and allow your silliness to come out and the happier you will be. And when you're happier and more relaxed and more playful, you won't need food to fill that void anymore. So I hope that this is all making sense. I hope that this is really hitting home. This topic is 
so like simple to wrap our head around, but also difficult to put into practice, which is why we do this as a, as a community in the Break Free From Sugar program so we can really support each other through the resistance that comes up and the challenges that show up in this practice. But it's so important and it's one of the best parts, the most fun parts of the inner work. When we actually start to learn how to have fun again in a real deep, meaningful way, it brings lightness into even some of the difficult stuff we're going through. So if we have this resource and tool that we know we can play, even if we're having a really difficult day, right? And we're really feeling sad or feeling heavy or we're processing through some big things, we can still invite in some play and it can really help us actually process through the heaviness a lot quicker. So when we have a nice combination of both, it can fast track and it does fast track our healing and our growth. So just a reminder as, as I wrap this up that our spiritual, personal healing does not happen in seriousness. It happens through play and joy and connecting with your true authentic self. So as much as it can feel like you're bogged down in the heaviness all the time, and I know this from personal experience, there's some, there's some heaviness that shows up in this work. And the more I build this tool for myself of knowing how to bring in play and, and knowing how even when I'm having a horrible day that I can go and play chase with my cat in the house, knowing how much that actually supports me and changing my energy in those moments and shifting out of maybe the heaviness that I'm feeling is so profound and so absolutely beautiful and incredible. So I hope that you start doing this and I hope that you actually do your homework. You try this for seven days. You, you notice the resistance that comes up and you come and let me know about it. I would love to keep this conversation going. If you're not already in my free Facebook group, Simply Balanced Health, I'll make sure the link is below this video as well. You can come and share there with me. We're gonna be doing some really exciting, fun things in that private Facebook group. It's a free group to join um, in the coming months as I get ready to open up registration for my signature 10-week program in the fall. So I'm gonna be doing some, some extra special trainings and workshops and uh, just having a lot of fun over there in that, in that group. So come and join on Facebook if you want to be a part of that. And thank you so much for tuning into another episode. This has been incredible as always. I'm going to go and have a silly dance party now. I hope you do too. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning into another episode. If you're loving what we talked about today, please remember to subscribe, leave a review and share this episode with someone you love. And if you're ready to dive deeper into discovering your root causes and patterns that are keeping you hooked on sugar, be sure to check out our brand new free workshop series that will help you kick emotional eating for good. Find the link to download this free series and other amazing resources in the show notes below.